to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff here with the Freedom Nation podcast. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, This show, we're going to be uh, having a guest on who uh, is going to talk a little bit about his history of joining, uh, you know, of starting businesses, working in the corporate world, too. So it wasn't that he just started off, didn't, uh, or has always been an entrepreneur, but he uh, he is an entrepreneur by nature. He's really kind of joined the ranks and started several businesses. So I think you're going to really enjoy it. His name is John Pamploni. He is from Canada. So we're going to continue with our uh, our international theme to the show. Uh, John, I, I think I've only interviewed people this last couple months that have been overseas someplace or in another country. So I haven't, I don't think I've interviewed anybody in the United States, which is a lot of fun. That's hilarious. So, well, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, what's the temperature up in Canada? Ah, today was actually pretty good. Today was 11 for the first time in like two months, but it's we have crazy. a tendency to a go from jacket. one extreme to the other. Like we went from 11 this afternoon to uh-huh. like now minus three. <laughs> oh. yeah. So it's funny how that happens just yeah, in the same day. I'm like watching the Olympics and, you know, they're, oh, yeah, it's it's a sunny day and negative nine. It's like, OK, the world would end where I live uh, in Austin, Texas. If uh, if it was negative nine, the world would absolutely end. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, John, uh, welcome to the show. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, your history and the businesses that you have and everything else. So why don't we start off? Uh, tell us a little bit about your history, you know, kind of how you got started, you know, if you worked in the in the corporate world, what you did there, and then how you got out on your own uh, with your own businesses. Yeah, well, I'm a little bit the opposite of most people. Like, for example, like, I started off working at uh, McDonald's, believe it or not, when I was 15 years old, like that was my first job. And it wasn't even because I wanted to be at McDonald's working my first job. Like it wasn't my motivation was I was like into DJing at the time and I wanted to be a radio DJ and stuff. And I didn't have money for records. And (laughs) as much as I can con my dad into buying me a lot of stuff, records weren't it. (laughs) So he said, you have to go and earn your own money. So I'm like, all right. So I went out and got a job. I got a job at McDonald's, which um, I did for a year. Uh Um, I think it was a year. I got fired at some point, but what ended up happening is we had the baseball game, like, because it was McDonald's had their own baseball game team or team game. And I was really good at baseball. Like at 15 years old, I had a 90 mile an hour pitch, like that kind of, so I wanted to play, but one manager didn't talk to the other manager and she scheduled me and I'm like sitting there going, what the heck? Right. So I'm like, I want to go to the game. I'm scheduled. I'm thinking because, you know, I'm starting player. Like I'm going to be the star of the league. They're going to let me play. They go, no, if you're scheduled, you can't make it. If you can find someone to replace you, you can come. And I'm thinking no one's replacing me. They're all going to the game. And what do I do? I tried. Right. So then I just, you know, lied my way through and I showed up. It goes, oh, you got out of it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I just totally lied, which obviously I got caught when I got caught and I got fired. But I got to play in the game. Yeah. (laughs) The important part. <laughs> well, exactly. So, so anyway, so I, I did that. Once I got fired, I tried doing the DJing thing for a bit, and I, and I was into radio. I had a co-op um, placement uh, during high school at a uh, radio station, and then even once the co-op finished and my high school finished, I stayed there for a bit. But I also did. Um, so what I did to replace McDonald's, I had a part-time gig at a gym, which uh, in the states you, you guys have this gym too. It's uh, Bali Total Fitness. Oh yeah. So, yeah, we had it here, too, before they sold it to Good Life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had a part-time job there. I worked in the pro shop. And at the same time, I DJed on the weekends and stuff until I built my repertoire and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So then at that point in time, 
You know, there's only so far you can go as a DJ. I, I, I've maximized everything. I wanted to be live on radio. I got live on radio. I was live from every, uh, I was live from the nightclubs. I, I played and I was there like, really, I was live Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I had side gigs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So at that point, obviously, I outgrew the part-time job. And But what ended up happening is, naturally, when the clubs get rid of the radio, yeah. I'm gone with it. Well, I mean, I could stay there as a DJ, but I wasn't there for the DJs, we said. Mm -hmm. I couldn't care less for the music playing part. I just wanted to be on radio. Mm -hmm. So, But at that point in time, I started saying, I can't just keep doing this. What am I going to do? Right? I mean, now it's either you go into music production or you go into something, right? Like, it's got to be something beyond that. Well, getting on a radio full time, they wanted schooling at the time, and I just wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of ruled that out. And what else is left? Music production? No, I'm not that creative. Like I'm creative, but not in music way wise, yeah. right? Like so, it's just not my forte. I'm, uh, you know, I just didn't like it. So not that part of it, at least. Mm -hmm. So then I started. I, I I was I had that job at the pro shop still. When I I discovered a talent, I, I forgot the key component. I had a I was at Bally's and I used to play squash there. There's a lot of people that I got to know that were while I was playing squash, mm -hmm. and I got my first computer. Like my you know, I was always, always had a computer since the 80s. Mm -hmm. I've had a computer, but this was the first time that it was my own and not, you know, using my brothers or I bought one with my sister that we shared. And, you know, I mean, this was my own. I actually it's saved the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, like, and so when I brought it in, I was almost late for work at the, you know, and I, so I threw it in the car, but I didn't trust it wasn't going to get stolen. Right. So I brought it into the pro shop and because we were on and off with business. Like it's not like we're constantly busy just when customers come. So I set it up. So one of the guys I play squash with said, Oh, nice computer. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's a new one. And he goes, Oh, do you have freehand? I, I happen to have that. Yeah. So uh, I installed it goes and he started showing me some graphic stuff. So that's pretty cool. Right. Like I, I started doing it and all that. And like, I was fascinated by it. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I never finished. Uh, I never finished college university or any of that. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe I should, you know, get, do this. Cause it's fascinating me. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, that's what, so that's what happened. I went DJing after that. I left the pro shop. I went into school during the day and I was DJing at night. So I finished, I got my graphics thing. And then I th wanted to start my business. I didn't even try to get a job. Mm -hmm. So here's the joke of it though. I tried to start a business on graphic design. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting into uh, printing. <laughs> how that happened, I don't know. Now, I do know how it happened. like Because I kept in contact with everybody at Bally's. Um, they ended up becoming my first clients. Yeah. And it was just a business card printing business. So that's what they suggested. goes, you should be in the business card printing. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay. And I'm thinking, but I could do more if I'm doing printing. So I got into it. I had them as a client. Did all their business cards at that point. Mm. I was making a decent living. When um, the radio part ended and I quit DJing, I, I continued doing that. Mm. So what ended up happening there is that uh, I just got bigger and bigger and bigger there. And it's pretty cool. Now, of course, when you're 21 years old and you're making really big dollars, your head blows up. <laughs> right. And the ego is putting it mildly because, you know, first gig out of, out of school, first thing that's, you know, not the normal, typical go to school, get a good education, get a good job. And you know what I mean? And, and you're, and you're hitting, forget people say six figures a year is doing six figures a month. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, and that, you know, 21, 20 years old or 21 years old, some stupid thing like that, mm -hmm. doing that, you think it's easy. So anyways, what ended up happening is that um, there was a fallout there eventually so that business just went away and i thought i could replace it but i'm going to take a vacation because my ego says i can <laughs> i'm going to take six months off yeah. but of course i'm still spending as if i was earning a thousand dollars a month <laughs> yeah pretty much right like i mean it was just crazy right so next thing you know i'm like one hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt Oof. yeah so it's like anyways uh that didn't go very well <laughs> i ended up uh i actually ended up going bankrupt from that Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and this was in 2001. Here's the biggest joke. I remember now there's a funny story that I think is worth telling. I remember I went to the bankruptcy lawyer. We filled out the paperwork and I felt like, I, I, like the weight off my shoulders is just gone. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I never felt so good since I, you know, before all this. 
So I'm like, okay, this is great. Now I got my buddies that are at the car. I'm going to go talk to them. I'm going to, you know, we're going to meet for coffee. I'm all happy, excited. And I mean, they owned the shop at the time. So I went there and I walk in and I'm like, I'm free. I'm free. I'm like jumping up and down, all excited. And everyone in the coffee shop is mortified. And I'm going, what the hell is going on? What? You want me to be trapped? Like, what's going on? Well, didn't you hear? I'm like, hear what? I'm like thinking, no, I I was dropped off, you know, like I'm coming from the lawyers. My sister dropped me off there. That's where I had my car parked. Um, I'm like sitting there going, what's there to hear? There's no radio. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm thinking, and I think, okay, well, and I'm going, okay, well, your parents didn't pass away because they're right there. I see them. I'm like, somebody else passed away. What the hell is going on? And I'm thinking, why would I hear it if it was something close to him? So I'm like, what the heck's going on? He goes, a plane just went into the uh, World Trade Center. And I'm sitting there going, really? And the first question I had is, what is a World Trade Center? Because I was completely out to lunch back then. Yeah. And I'm like, what's a World Trade Center? What are you talking about? So obviously, you can figure out that was 9-11. Oh, yeah. Now that I understood what was going on, I realized why and everyone was mortified. Being happy was not a good thing. Yeah. so then i'm like oh (laughs) so oh man i'm telling you but that was the start of my real venture yeah right that believe it or not because at that point in time i went home after and sort of got grasp of what was going on but i started thinking what am i going to do now Mm -hmm. okay like i mean my all i have to do is pay the lawyer which was 142 bucks a month for like nine months Mm -hmm. um Pretty much all the creditors left me, let me off the hook, which was good and fortunate. Um, so I'm like, what do I do now? Because I have no game plan. I have no direction. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I started thinking about it and said, you know what? I had a knack for this. I'm not sure. So I met up with somebody else that we were talking. And we're talking about, um, about printing and opportunities again. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about it. And we came up with an idea. and we came up with an idea that we decided to partner up with each other, to be honest. So, and the idea was that everybody wants the big magazines and catalogs, get the big corporate uh, 1000s to print with them and our fortune 1000s to print with them, get these a million dollar contracts. And that's what everybody's after. Yeah. But you know, if there's a thousand printers, you got 1000 people going after that. Mm-hmm. So how's a guy that just got out of bankruptcy and one person who's barely got credit going to be able to get that and finance that. Right. So obviously that wasn't going to be uh, realistic, at least at that moment. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, and we don't want to fight for that business. Mm-hmm. Now doing $50 business cards, is there really any bit of money in it? So I thought, what can we do? We got an idea. So now we found a way to do what's called a consolidated gang run, okay. which is because the printers do not want to print little business cards, little flyers, little postcards. Mm-hmm. They want to print big sheets and then you can cut them down. Yeah. Right. So I thought we can become wholesalers in this. Hmm. So it was a good idea. So we went to, we, we, we decided to pitch, you know, to get graphic designers to print with us. We actually even had other printers print with us. Hmm. Right. So we started becoming wholesalers and, but we said, how do we get our word out? I decided, you know what? All the people I've used in the past, I've worked with in the past, they went all in all these magazines. And let me try going into the magazine. Now I called the magazine. I'm going, I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this. <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm like talking and talking, talking. I'm going, wait, they're going to ask for a credit card. And I'm, as we're talking, oh, it's $332 a month. I'm like, okay, this is great. I go, oh man, they're going to ask for a credit card. I don't have one. I just went bankrupt. Oh. So, and they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, when's the billing date? Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, we'll give you 30 days. And, uh, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. right? like, <laughs> I <have a> business. <laughs> <laughs> so I signed up to all of them thinking this is going to be snap, snap done. Right. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. this is like 20 grand a month in subscriptions. I just, I, I signed up to three months go by, not one sale <laughs> and nobody's called me for money yet, but I knew it was coming. Because we're not, um, well, it wasn't exactly three months, but it was almost there. I thought once we hit that 90 day, they're calling. And I thought, shit, I just got out of bankruptcy and I'm going back in. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way I'm going to have that money. Yeah. Lo and behold, our message got through. Mm -hmm. The phone just started ringing. And that was pure luck. Right? Like, Like, just what timing? I guess 
you know, people don't pick up things as they get them and people start scrolling and see it. So it was locked. The phone started ringing. <laughs> now, it wasn't enough that we're jumping for joy. I'm not going around saying, where's my Ferrari? <laughs> but it was enough. You've that been, I was been able there to done that one before. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was enough that I could send out those payments, sure. at least to, to pay half of it. So I didn't look like I was so far behind. Mm. You know what I mean? And now as the checks keep coming in, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to send next week. I'm going to send more. It's coming, whatever. It got busy and busy and busy. Next thing you know, I can't handle the what I have. I have enough money to pay for one, one print job. I've got two. I find a way to get two print jobs. Now I've got four. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, I'm running out of Now I'm starting to play the check game, which, was, uh, by the way, was completely illegal. You mm-hmm. can't write checks with nothing in the bank in hopes that you can make the deposit before they cash it. I started doing that. But then that, that covered my fifth. And I'm sitting there going, now the sixth came in. I'm going, the check, uh, there's going to be no way I can do a sixth with that. Mm-hmm. I go, now I'm screwed. So yeah. I go, what do I do? So I thought about it. And I said, you know what? I can't get credit from the bank for obvious reasons. I'm going to see if I can find somebody who wants to invest in this. I'll pay 20% interest, <laughs> which everyone said I was nuts. But you know what? It worked. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my, I was $10,000 as an investment with 20% interest pay, and the money's paid over 90 days. Mm-hmm. And also 90-day warning when you want out, no restriction. You could stay for six months and leave. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I, I worked. And I got just enough to provide the funding I needed, uh-huh. right? It was just barely enough, right? And I and I did, and then just kept building and building and building and building, right? Like, and it was not overnight. And it got to the point again that we started expanding, and I started seeing things happen. Uh-huh. And we started expanding, and I realized just doing the same thing over and over and over and over is eventually going to run dry. Uh-huh. Now, something called the internet. And websites started coming out around this time. I mean, they were there before, but nobody took them serious. People are starting to take them serious. So I thought I'm going to have to adapt to this. What can we do? So I created a second business with this. And the idea of the second business was to separate wholesale and retail. Okay. So my idea with the whole, with the retail end was let's get offices close by university campuses. Because this way we can not only just serve the businesses, but students who have to put presentations together, hmm. it will be across from their uh, campus. We can get that business with like a digital copier, hmm. right? Or a digital print, whatever you, you want to call yeah. it. So this way, at least we can service our smaller runs and not have to, uh, you know, because we had trouble with the smaller runs. Like even though hmm. we're a small print uh, printers, right? Yeah. They're, they're small and then they're small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So I thought this would be a good excuse to pick up one of those machines sure. and it would work. So that was one of the idea. That didn't actually happen. The second company happened, but we never got the location. Okay. And um, at some point in time, I forgot to mention that I got rid of my partner. Hmm. Um, it was uh, just before it blew up this way. Okay. Um, apparently he had the same financing problems I had, except I was just honest about it. <laughs> right so it's one of those things that money would come in hmm. i'd be anxious if we take out cash right and i'm going why are you taking the cash hmm. like you know what the heck is this right you're giving me all the checks your clients are all, all checks mine are all cash you're taking the cash and you're giving me your clients checks i don't even know these guys yeah how do i know they're not going to bounce right so i was getting agitated but i i just kept my mouth shut and eventually i just said hey what's going on he goes, you know, my half for, for the uh, print runs? He goes, yeah, that was my car payment. He goes, my car payment comes in at midnight. I thought, oh, my God. Right? So I, I was understanding, you know, like, hey, you know, use this car payment to come up with this half or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? I can let it go. But it started being a repeated pattern. Yeah. And I said, if eventually I've got to be the one financing, what the heck do I need them for? Mm-hmm. So we got a little bit of, we didn't get into a fight as in, you know, with hard, where it was like um, bad blood or anything. But after our conversation, we just said, let's just go our own way. Yeah. And he did his own thing. I did my own thing. And we remained friends. Mm-hmm. So that probably happened. saved your friendship in the long run. <laughs> yeah, for real. Right. So anyway, so then it grew and I really okay. grew and grew and grew. And then I got to the point that I had 23 employees. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, 23 employees, two locations. Mm-hmm. And Things were good. But again, now the remember, we're at the peak where web is starting to become big. Sure. So the curve in print is starting to happen. Yeah, it was really kind of the death knell of print at that point where it was 
you know, I, I kind of grew up in the in the print business and, and advertising and copywriting and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, it was that that point in time where you had no other option. You know, we had computers and you could do graphic design, but you know, your average person didn't have it. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? So then I started adapting, getting designers, getting web people, right? And I started, I converted to an agency. Okay. So it wasn't just printing. So I want, and remember from the beginning, my intent wasn't to be a printer. I kind of fell into that and I kind of just went with it. So I thought now I have an opportunity. I've got enough people on staff that I have time to breathe again. So I can sort of like future plan. Yeah. So then I started, uh, that's when I started getting, become more of the agency. And lo and behold, those two years, I made it to the top 100 uh, printers. I think, I don't remember if it was the top 100 in Canada or top 100 in North America. Mm. Either case, whether it was just Canada. Still, it's still North big America, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of a proud accomplishment, but mm. I got to the point though now, now with everything that's going on, obviously we get to that level, you start noticing more uh, scams for a mm. lack of a better description. Right. So more scams, more uh, problems. And with that being said, now I'm starting to get fed up. And every time somebody had a problem, I stopped seeing the problem for what it is. Mm -hmm. I started just assuming everything was a scam. Yeah. Now, when you're at the point where you'd rather tell the person to F off than to help them, (laughs) you know, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. So I was, I'm very self-aware. So I realized there was a problem. I just did not know what to do about it at the time. I had to, you know, process this, but I was miserable every time. So one of the things I did is I stayed out of the office and I let the employees handle everything. Hmm. I had a, one, a close friend. Like when I say close friend, like we went to grade school together. We hmm. lived across the street from each other, like that kind of uh, close. Um, so I've known him my whole life and he was working there. And I just said, you know what? I can't do it. I can't just, I just can't do this. I got to stay out of this office because I'm just not, I'm always angry when I'm here. So um, you handle it. Whatever you think is right, just do it. Mm. Right? Obviously with limits. I mean, if there's a $10,000 job and I don't want him just to say, yeah, let's just do it to keep everybody happy. Yeah. Right? I want to know about it. I don't want to get, you know, be surprised. <laughs> but like for, if it's like 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, 900 bucks, yeah. use your own judgment. I don't really care because I think the repercussions of me handling it were worse than just a go with it. Absolutely. And that bought me more time because mm-hmm. that kept me cool headed and get me, kept me real, you know, kept me in a check for lack yeah. of better description. How old were you at this time? That I would have been, let's see, hold on. I'm thinking here, 2006, no, 76, 86, 96, 2000, 30 years old. Yeah. Okay. So wow. Time goes by. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that, um, so that kept me in check. By 2007, I had an incident with one of my suppliers where um, just things, they sent something bad um, and pretty much everything came back. Hmm. So it was one of those things though. Now the guy wouldn't answer his phone. Hmm. Couldn't reach him. But the thing is the new orders would show up and I'm thinking he's not answering, but I send new orders through, through the portal and they're showing up, but he won't answer. I'm not getting billed either to be clear. Yeah. So no billing, no answer, but the orders are still showing up. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So I just sent it to print again. And, you know, I like to print whatever went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figure I'll deal with them later. Six months go by. I haven't paid for one thing. <laughs> so, and I, we told, I told you what kind of volume I was doing. So that's going to be a massive bill. Sure. So I knew it was a matter of time before it was going to come knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. The day came. Yeah. <laughs> And um, he played the buddy buddy, and I'm like, it's not buddy buddy. You need money, hmm. but you don't want you want to play the buddy buddy and try to not, you know, you don't want what you're, the reason you're avoiding me to come up. But I got a long memory, <laughs> and um, it came up. So, anyways, we resolved it, and then I eventually, I you know, I was just fed up, and I said, you know, you only come around when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm just fed up with this. If I had X amount of dollars, I'd be out of this, you know, crap hole. Hmm. Well, that was on a Friday. On the Monday, him and his business partner, we all connected, whether in person or by phone, depending which one is which. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a deal that day. Nice. And uh, that was, uh, and we made the deal in May of 2007. Okay. The torture came with that, though, because I'm one of those ones that's very quick to decide. 
I don't okay. need to think about it. I don't need to, you know, pro- when I'm sure of something, I'm sure I know my gut tells me and I know. Hmm. But I'm also the type of person that when I know and I made the decision, I can't hang around. I guess to that point that my head goes, I want out and I'm done. So when you say I'm done, I'm out the door and I don't look back. Mm-hmm. So now but, did they offer you, did, did they offer you a figure that was like, okay, if I get this, I'm, I'm out of here. Or did you, no, I'm getting to whatever that. Whatever the offer was. I'm getting to that. Okay. They gave me double of what <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> but that's why where the catch came. Yeah. Because they were acquiring a lot of things very quickly. Mm-hmm. I was the third acquisition within a 14-day period. Oh, Jesus. Obviously, that's going to be a financing problem. Yep. So how they did it is use their credit line to finance it. Mm-hmm. By The catch was I had to stick around till October 1st and run it. So now how they did it is they would take care of all the orders, pay all the bills, pay everything. Mm-hmm. So I got the amount I asked slowly over, over that time. Mm-hmm. And I got the double by the by the orders because i would take all the profits that came in mm-hmm. and i wasn't paying any of the expenses so every like so if just say a print run cost 1500 and mm-hmm. the profit was uh, and it was 1200 so there's 2700 dollars there right i didn't pay the 1500 or the 1200 if you know based on what i just said so i got to keep the whole 2700 as an example sure. right so and we kept going and going going till october 1st mm-hmm. so at that point in time i calculated i collected double of what i asked for I'm sitting there going, wow, right? But it was torture. Mm-hmm. It was really, really painful. You know what I mean? Like, because I want, like I said, when I decide I'm out, I'm out. There's no tomorrow. I'm not coming back. Yeah. Right? So, but in this case, I was stuck. So now, oh man, that was torturous. Yeah. So I got out and I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I had another business on the uh, planned, but I didn't fully know what I was going to do. Because that business was going to be a long-term thing, or so I thought. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate. That's when I got a, uh, with one of my old customers, we teamed up together and we got a government contract. <laughs> for, you know, in the, like, so I, in a way I got hired as a consulting part. He, mm-hmm. uh, and all I would do is like literally three hours a week is all it would take me. <laughs> and I had a very, very good salary <laughs> for that three yeah. hours a week. So I did that for a year because we knew it was going to set. It goes, this is here. We don't know how long it's going to last. It's mm-hmm. gravy money. Don't rely on it. Don't go getting loans on it. While it lasts, it's great for both of us. It goes, when it dies, it dies. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. It lasted a year, then it died. So, and that was fine. At that time, it got me the opportunity to build my next business, okay. which was uh, something called Click GTA and Click Radio. It was a combination. Okay. Click GTA was sort of like an online information system, which mm-hmm. you can find out everything that was happening in the greater Toronto area okay. just by looking on it. And, and you see all the events. You can get tickets from there. And, and it was something like that where, and remember when I said I loved radio? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't let that dream die. I clicked, I called Click Radio, and that uh, was online streaming where I was able yes. to still broadcast through, you know, at events and nightclubs directly, mm-hmm. live connection. So that's how I got that going for a bit. Nice. So, and then my parents got sick. When my mom got sick, she had Alzheimer's and she went into the home. Mm -hmm. I still tried to continue and that was fine. Then my dad got sick and it just became too hard. Sure. Um, I kept it around, you know, employee run for a year. Then I went from profitable to a $30,000 loss. Hmm. And I said, you know what? I don't know how long I'm out for. I go, I'm not going to continue losing money. Mm -hmm. So I shut that down. So then my dad ended up going into the home as well. So I had a period where I'm going, what do I do now? That's when I got back into the corporate world. Yeah. And I remember I started in June uh-huh. and I, uh, I went there and it was like 15 minutes away from home. I mean, technically it wasn't, it's just that I drove fast enough to make it 15 minutes away from home. <laughs> and, still close enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, but that was also, you know, roughly around the summer. Yeah. And I did it and it was okay. And I don't think it was challenging enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember, remember that um, I ended up getting stuck. Like uh, when the, I remember I got stuck. Uh, what ended up happening is they hired two people, my position, which is market, it was a marketing something. And then they hired the director of marketing. 
Originally, I applied for the director of marketing position, yeah. but he already f- filled the position. And he says he liked my resume enough. He wanted to meet with me anyway. So he offered me another position, mm. same pay. Okay. So I'm like, all right, you want to pay me for the lower position? And I don't care. I'll take it. I like it. So I thought it wasn't challenging enough. And I remember that I would get things done quickly. And I remember the processes they had, just everything was butt backwards. Mm. Um, it was just so slow. And literally, my, I would start work Monday, 9 a.m. By Monday at noon, I was done the work for the whole week. <laughs> right. So and I and and, you know, I used to load up, uh, believe it or not, I spent my time on Facebook. Hmm. So Someone caught me on that. I realized that. So they put me in the office and said, what's going on? Right. He goes, you're on Facebook, right? Don't you have the work? I go, I'm done. <laughs> and she goes, OK, yeah. You know, so she tried to give me more projects to do so to, to get me busier. Okay, so instead of Monday at 12, I was done by one now. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then she goes, okay, so now what's happening? So she got somebody, uh, like somebody who's in charge, like this started off because they had an advertising agency and they were g- removing the advertising agency to do in-house. So they had the VP of the company who was leaving to go with the advertising agency. And she came in and says, well, we have a big project that I can fill in your time. Mm. And he goes, for sure. We've been working on it for six months and we're nowhere near done. I thought, okay, great. I'm going to have something to do. <laughs> so no I might problem. make it all the way to five o'clock on Monday on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday happened. And let's just say Friday uh, afternoon, they caught me on Facebook again. Yeah. And she looks, what's going on? I go, you don't understand. I go, I'm bored. I go, I'm really, really bored. I go, I'm so bored that I'm bored of being bored. <laughs> right <laughs> and she goes but you can't be done i go we gave you work i go no i was done that by tuesday yeah <laughs> right and she looked at me and goes impossible now she's actually getting angry mm. we're like flipping out angry we had a team of people working on this and it took us six months yes yeah. remember this girl was new too just like me sure. so she but the other she went by the other girl like the one that uh, was trying to shape us into why she was shaping out um she goes she called the girl up and goes there's no way there's no way. She goes, check his work, check his work. Right. She looks and she's like, holy crap. He's like, what? He's done. <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> but <the laughs> so anyways, we figured out stuff. She gave me some more projects. So I was started taking from other people and putting it on my desk. Mm-hmm. So time went by and I, we figured once the advertising agency was fully gone and we were in, mm-hmm. it would pile up more and then I should solve it. Yeah. So next week comes along and now we're in the uh, fall when all the traffic in the city comes back. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I was driving and when I got hired, that CEO said, I get five days of no questions asked. He doesn't care if I'm on vacation. He doesn't care uh, if I decide I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. could not care less what I do. Five days of no explanation. Mm-hmm. And so keep that in mind. So I go to Tim Hortons to grab a coffee mm-hmm. and I said, okay, I'm, you know, it's 8.01. I go, I usually get there in 15 minutes. Traffic's back, maybe 8.30, 8.40. So I grab the coffee and I thought I'm going to be early. So I'm driving, I get onto the highway, no word of a lie. I'm in like a stop and a half, <laughs> deadlocked. <laughs> and now it's nine, <laughs> it's 9.05. And basically all I moved in that from, from eight, from eight Oh five, when I left Tim Hortons to nine Oh five, all I moved was maybe um, we'll say between five and 700 meters. Oh, Jesus. So I said, yeah, well, I'm already late. And I thought about it. This is going to be one of those days. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I show up late. I'm in trouble. Yeah. I show up sick or don't show up sick. I'm Mm. off the hook. Because remember five days. Uh-huh. So I went right away, called the HR person and said, I go, got five days. He goes, yeah, yeah today's day one. Uh-huh. So next day came in and next day came in. Oh, sorry. It was a Thursday. Next day is a Friday. Uh-huh. So I used day two on Friday. I just, I just didn't feel like going. So the heck with it. I'm not going. So I used day two. Monday comes along and I thought, I don't want to go. Should I use day three? And I said, no, I better go. So I, I leave early this time. And of course, now I leave early. What I mean by early, I leave at 7.15. Mm-hmm. I'm there at 7.40. I don't start till nine. <laughs> I'm like, all righty then. You know, like, <laughs> so now this is polar opposite. I wasn't opposite. bored before. I'm definitely bored now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh my God. 
right? So anyway, so the, 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 the director comes in, sees me, goes, oh, you're in early. I go, no choice. So she joins me and says, oh, um, how are you feeling? And I'm thinking, fine. Why wouldn't I be fine? Because, oh, you're off set, sick. And I thought, you weren't here when the CEO interviewed us. Mm-hmm. You go, you don't know. I get five days with no questions asked. You think I'm actually sick. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but I said, you know what? Knowing that she's temper- very tempered, I am not going to even tell her. I'll just, yeah, whatever. Right? And, I, and I'm still debating. Monday night, I was beside myself. I couldn't sleep. I was just like bent out of shape. And I already knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning came in. Only thing out of my mouth is OF, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And I remember, okay, so I go to the office. I'm waiting for her to come in. She goes, good news. Today is the day we're going to move your desk, right? So you can be part of us instead of on the other side. And I said, we need to talk because that might not be necessary. <laughs> right? So and she goes, okay, just let me put my stuff in. Give me about 10 minutes. I got no problem. And I'm thinking, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? How am I? And I'm thinking, I want to say something. That'll leave me in the position of, oh, since you put it that way, right? Because I didn't want questions. I didn't really want to get into it. I didn't want to have a discussion. And I should have known better because I thought I had the perfect thing. And I gave some sob story of how I just wanted out, whatever, right? Uh-huh. I got the drill anyways. She just It was just a different drill than the one I was expecting. <laughs> so I'm like, son of a gun. Now I got the hook line too. Uh-huh. I found out had I wa- asked for what I actually wanted, she would have gave it to me. <laughs> right because first she says well you know just to make sure he goes if we give you a twenty thousand dollar raise would you stay hmm. and i'm like no not, not for the reason i said tony grant i'm not doing that driving i don't care hmm. right i don't want the driving was driving me nuts what i would have wanted to stay was that we'll be able to work from home yeah now back then was not uh like mm-hmm. now where that's an option but it would have been an option but i figured that out after the fact mm-hmm. what am i going to say oh sorry i've been lying to you the whole time because i didn't want you to ask me these questions but I can actually do it, you know, like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, tail between my legs, I left, and that was it. So I'm like, now I'm unemployed again, after being employed for four months, <laughs> right? So I'm like, what do I do now? And I said, okay, I just, you know what? Everything I'm going to find is going to be far. Uh-huh. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm thinking. So that's when I came up with the idea of getting my realtor's license. Okay. Right, like my parent, my parents were landlords. I used, I remember as a kid going to the uh, rented homes and stuff. I used to go to open houses just to look. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not do it? I get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's how I got my realtor's license. So I took a year and a half of not working while going to the course and getting all the uh, credits and everything else that I needed to get. Mm-hmm. Finally, get licensed, and I'm a realtor. Now I've been a realtor for about six, almost seven years, something like that. Okay, and. You know, it's all right. I mm-hmm. mean, considering the stats, we have uh, 98,000 realtors in Toronto or mm-hmm. Ontario. Yeah. 98,000 realtors. And um, put it this way, the average per sale per realtor is less than one sale per, per person. Oh. So oh, yeah. you can tell 80% starve, mm-hmm. 15% make a living. Out of the remaining five make wealth, but out of the 5%, 2% make real wealth. Like we're talking yeah. about ridiculous numbers. And the other 3% make wealth as in wow, wealth. Yeah. Um, so that's the stat. So most of the people are starving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fortunate I'm part of the 15%. Yeah. So, um, but it didn't come easy. Mm-hmm. And it did not come easy at all. And, and sometimes you're, you got to figure out what your why is. Mm-hmm. But again, remember what I said, you got to follow your gut from the beginning. Correct. So now I'm six, seven years in. My gut is telling me something again. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that I can't sit still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you did so, for six years. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but not without any pain. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. So what happens is now that I am, um, what do you call it again? Now I, uh, I'm helping people a lot. I'm mm-hmm. helping people, you know, find their way and find their groove. And I, you know, my specialty is niche marketing. Okay. Right. Because that seems to be what works for me. I didn't do well when I tried to be everything for everybody. Uh-huh. In fact, it was a guaranteed fail every single time that I tried to be everything for everybody. Now, to be clear, like my, my, my 60% of my current real estate business is agent to agent referral. Interesting. Right. So I don't even get my people directly from the public. I get uh-huh. it from other agents. Okay. Right. So, and, and that's fine. That's works for me that I stumbled upon that and I went with it. 
Now, what's when when you talk about that? So, why would they? Why are they referring people to you? Is it that you have kind of a specialty that you focus on, or mine is uh, proximity? Okay. I'm getting people like I'm getting people that are like over 100 kilometers away from the area that the uh, people are moving to. Nice. So you know, like it's one of those things. Like it's not feasible for them to drive to show a house. Like sure. if it was one house, it'd be no big deal. But mm-hmm. on average, you're showing, you're spending a good three to five days, different yeah. t- uh, times showing houses. Mm-hmm. So driving out there. Keep, yeah. You can't keep going back and forth. Yeah. Right. So it's better to refer it to me, take a referral fee from it mm-hmm. yeah, and, and move on. Right. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that sort of ca- caught on just from a friend and then just built from there. Mm-hmm. And so every year that the referral business from agent to agent is getting bigger and bigger and the direct clients is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And I specialize in an area. Like I believe you got to know where you are inside and out. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, remember I was saying I was, I like helping people. So now I'm helping other agents mm-hmm. on top of that. Right. And I thought, why am I doing this for free? I keep, I'm spending more time answering my phone, helping other agents uh-huh. that I am doing my own work. So I go, I go, why am I doing this for free? Maybe I can create a program course or whatever. And I was talking to, uh, to colleagues and our, in our little group, we have a, like our online group. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about doing some coaching or something and all that. I'm trying to figure it out. Right. Someone says, well, Hey, you know what? You know, just ask John. I thought, what? Just ask John. <laughs> right. And I thought, yeah. And there's my slogan. When in doubt, just ask John. And I thought, that, and that's how it built. And that was like in November. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And so that's kind of what I've been working on now. Mm-hmm. I still have my real estate. Let's be clear. Sure. Um, but my intent for 2020, my intent by the end of 2022, my intent is to not show another home ever again. Mm-hmm. And not because I'm leaving the business, but yeah. I want to hire a buyer's agent and start building up a team. Sure. Right. I enjoy the listings. I love doing the listings. So why not? I'll handle the listings. Uh-huh. That, and by me having building my team for buyers agents, uh-huh. that opens up my time so that I can incorporate the coaching. Sure. Which other puts in the other passion I have, which is helping others. Uh-huh. So I get the best of both worlds. And so that, you know, it, it, in our parlance, when we talk about Freedom Day, I mean, you've you've officially had a good solid two maybe three freedom days and you're kind of creating third freedom day. Yeah. Uh, I kind of similar stories myself, you know, it was, you know, you, you, you get out and I, I got out, started a business thought, Oh man, I'm free. I got my freedom. I don't have to go to work anymore. And I basically painted myself into a corner and became the worst boss I'd ever had, you know, and it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well now I've got to, I've got to get freedom from freedom. Um, you know, and so that, that's, the story I've told people over and over again is like, okay, it, it may not just be one freedom day. It may be that you create one and then you have to create another one to, to get you to where you want to be, where it's not only that you make a good living, which it sounds like you've done, but it's also that you you're covering your passion portion of it. Yeah, that's true. And that's yeah. the other thing, right? Like there's no get rich quick scheme. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't believe you can ever earn your way to riches. Never. And if somebody says I earned it, maybe 1% of the person who said I earned it will be telling the truth. The other 99% will be lying because they're trying to fool people because it's impossible. If you do the average, even if you're making $400,000 a year, as an example, that 400,000 gets taxed, at least here in Canada, it'll be 54% will go to the government. Ouch. Right. And then on top of that, usually when you earn that, it's because of the type of lifestyle you're living, because you're attracting that and you're attracting people in that group. Right. So you need a certain networking ability to be able to do that. And through that networking, it means you're spending. Yep. So what ends up happening is you do that plus the cost of living, plus the fact that our average home is over a million dollars to purchase. When you start calculating all that, your, your average home is over a million. Jeez. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, so. When you start calculating all that, there really isn't the, I'm going to save my way to the riches. Yeah. So the way to buy your freedom is to use your ability to generate that cash flow mm-hmm. and invest it. Yeah. The investing will get you to riches over a long period of time. Yep. 
right? Not, and that's where I think people have it wrong. You know, and, and I blame the parents. I blame parents for this because, and, and like, it goes through generations because we're all taught, go to school, get a yeah. good education so you can get a good job, mm-hmm. right? And I got news for you. You got a good job. And what does that give you? A average pay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you could still become that millionaire mm. from a job, but not from spending. Yeah. That comes from investing. Everything you do, keeping money in a bank account, you're losing because your average pay raise, when you even get one, is going to be no more than 3%. Yep. And what, 2021, average um, inflation was about 7%. Mm-hmm. So you're still a lot, you're down 4% from what you made last year. Yep. So with that being said, you have to have investments that grow. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, you should have three to six months in the bank as an emergency float and it gets hurt by inflation, who cares? Because that's, oh my God, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And then beyond that, should not be in cash. It should be in investments. doesn't matter what. Certain yeah. investments are better than others, but as long as it's invested, it's better than being in a bank account. That's awesome. Well, it sounds, you know, I mean, with, uh, with the coaching side of it, um, are you focusing on coaching other realtors or are you really focusing on just small business owners? Because, I mean, you've played in, in all of these markets over time. Yes. It's one of those things, again, I believe you get what you focus on. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to be everything for everybody, you're going to be uh, nothing for anybody. Yeah. So I am starting off with my niche or my niche market being realtors and mortgage brokers. Perfect. At least that's my intent. Yeah. And then eventually, hopefully grow out from there. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody reaches out to me and said, I'm starting a business, can you help? The answer is yes. Right. I was, that's the other thing I believe in. You never say no. It's mm-hmm. yes, I can. And then mm-hmm. you bust your butt to figure out how the heck you're going to master that. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's uh, let's transition here. We're going to get into the fast five questions here real quick. Fantastic. So, question number one. You wake up in the morning. Business is totally gone. You have a place to live. You've got all the knowledge in your head and you've still got some of your network and 500 bucks in your pocket and a laptop computer. What are you going to do first? First thing first, I'm going to make sure I have enough food. Okay. So I don't uh, spend that. Mm-hmm. Second thing I'm going to do is see who has my money. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that, again, it goes back to what I always say. Your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. Right? Not everyone's going to buy from you. And not everyone can buy from you. So I'm going to figure out there who has a need that I can service today. Even if it starts off as a side challenge mm-hmm. where you're getting little money here, little money there, like piecework, or if you want to call it that, at least this way, I'm constantly building income while I'm at the side, I'm building my online profile, mm-hmm. right? So I build my brand up through content and w- while I'm doing the side jobs to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And then obviously if I got opportunity, I'm going to jump on it. But I figure I'm going to also figure out what market I want to be in because it can't be everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to decide where's the money, who has my money, what are the needs? And when I figure that out, what business can I make from those needs? And is that the industry I want to be in? Once I determine where that is, then I will latch myself in that group, in that network, get, you know, make sure I'm vis- very visible to them because visibility trumps ability. Mm-hmm. And then once I'm visible to them, that's when I said, I'll start doing little piece works here and there so I can pay my current bills while trying to build some form of a system and brand around them so I can get the larger jobs and get more known and build bigger and outwards. Nice. Fantastic. What? Uh, so question number two, what is your biggest business mistake? You have to pick one. <laughs> Hesitation. Okay. Interesting. Sometimes you know the answer. You got a gut feeling. You know it's the right thing but you hesitate. And then when you're ready, it's too late. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What is a good book that you would recommend to somebody that's a budding entrepreneur? Ooh, I've got two of them. Um, if it's okay, I'm going to go with this one because uh, it's everyday truth, okay. uh, which is the, the book is the compound effect by Darren Hardy. Okay. Because it talks about doing things, little things uh, incrementally day over day, over day through consistency just like interest in a bank grows, 
compoundly or you pay it compoundly, so does the result from those uh, from the effort you put in. Excellent. Excellent. It's a great book too. Um, what is a tool that you use in your business, maybe something like an Evernote or something along those lines that you use in your business every day that you would recommend to people? Um, a business, that, a tool that I use every single day that I would recommend, mm-hmm. um, I would say a CRM. Okay. And it doesn't matter which one. Mm-hmm. The one you use is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. The one that you actually use, that's the key to it. <laughs> Um, so John, what's the best way for somebody that might be interested in reaching out to you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, either Instagram, okay. uh, which is my name, John Papaloni, or just go to my webpage and you can get all the links to everything at uh justaskjohn.ca. Okay. And that will uh that'll be in our show notes, folks. So uh we'll include all that stuff in there. So if you want to get a hold of John. He's a fun guy to talk to. We got to spend about 30 minutes before we got on this talking and uh, getting to know each other. So he's just an awesome guy with a big heart. And I highly recommend if you're, you know, if you're in the the real estate business and you need somebody to kind of help get you pointed in the right direction, he's your guy that can help coach you and uh, certainly buy some real estate from him too. He would love that. Uh, So John, thank you so much for joining the show today. We really, truly appreciate it. and really wish you well with uh, with the new business and you know where you're going with this. It'll be exciting to do a catch up down the road and see how it's gone. For sure. Thank you very much. I'm I'm honored to be on here. Thanks, John. I appreciate it, folks. Uh, as always, we are on all the major podcast channels uh, wherever you're listening to us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because uh, we put out shows on a regular basis, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. However. Uh, we do a few extra little shows here and there. And if you're not a subscriber, you're not going to know that they happen. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you are ready to get out on your own and you're ready to do that Freedom Day, um, listen to these shows and really get what you need out of them. But most, and I think what John said, most of anything, do not hesitate. Take action. Take that chance um, you know, don't, don't quit your day job yet, but get out there and get something going and get it started because there's way too many people that sit there and die on the vine and don't actually take that time. So get out there, take your risks, get out and try it. Uh, do like John has, he had a very successful business and he's now trying something different that really makes him happy. So thanks a lot. You guys have a wonderful day and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 